Is Scott working then? No. Um, he texted me um, about one o'clock and said that um, he wasn't feeling well. He they changed his medicine again or something, and he's uh, he's uh, having a reaction to it a little bit. So Ooh, that's not good. So I don't think it's bad. I think it's just you know, yeah, like some kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Let me move this over so I can actually read it. Just leave it right there. Okay, so um, let's get into it, I guess, if you're ready. I'm ready. I'm going to push the intro, so we'll wait for that. Welcome to the Rebel Alliance Prison Room Podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's https colon backslash backslash rabrkeldrickhenson.us. That's r-a-b-r dot k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h-a-n-s-e-n dot u-s. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R-A-B-R-K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. And now, it's time to talk Star Wars. I am Kyle John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say oh. hello. He's not here, he's sick, but Rick's here. Rick Rick up there is waving at us, so he's here today, and we're going to have a good time. So, start off with, I was going to say, um, I was talking to Rick about this beforehand, but uh, we've seen an uptick in some traffic. Specifically, our videos seem to be... Uh, being watched a little bit um so starting with ahsoka the first episode video is not that great it's only four but the second one was 31 people watched it and the third episode was 19 so we hope to you know kind of keep that trend and keep people watching and listening um so today we're going to be reviewing ahsoka part four called the fallen jedi and uh we're going to have some discussion around it. We've got a, a feedback uh, segment that I collected from someone, um, and we're gonna, you know, tell us what, tell everybody what we think about it as well. Um, yeah, and uh, we don't have any news today. So the director of this episode was Peter Ramsey again. Um, of course, David Floney wrote the, the the episode. It was edited by Dana Glauberman. And, of course, the music was scored by Kevin Kinner. Um, in the cast, we have quite a few of the same cast from the episodes. We've got um, Ahsoka, of course, is Rosario Dawson. Sabine is Natasha Lou Bordizio. Man, she's got some good-looking body, too. Uh, Harris and Della, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is pretty almost better, I think. Um, Balin Skull, yeah, I'm not into guys. Um, but Ray Stevenson, the, the late Ray Stevenson. Shin Hati uh, is a Ivana Shakiano. 
I think that's the one that Scott likes. Um, Morgan Elizabeth uh, is played by Deanna Lee and Santo. And, you know, she's not bad either for middle-aged looking woman. Professor Hanoi is David Tennant. Uh, Inquis- Inquisitor Merrick. Uh, Maruk, maybe. Paul, played by Paul Darnell. Um, she's the one that had the metal mask looking thing. Uh, Jason Sundilla. Um, the little boy with the green hair, Evan Whit- Witten, uh, First Officer Vic Hawkins. Um, he's that guy that keeps following Harry around when she's on the ship. Um, right. He's played by Nick Robinson. Captain Carson Teva made an uh, appearance. Paul's hey. son, Huyn Lee. Uh, Lieutenant Bass- Basie. Michael C. Chandler. I think I think these guys are all some of those pilots. Um, Lieutenant Mawat was played by Don Dinger, Dinger-er, something like that. Lieutenant Genesu was played by uh, Chow Nubenma. And Lieutenant Lander was played by Brendan Wayne, which we've seen Brendan Wayne quite a bit. He's actually um, he's actually the stunt double uh, that for, for Mando, one of the stunt doubles, if you remember. So... Related to Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So we did um, Dome Armor last week, so I'm going to do Aeron's for our commercial right now. Hey, is your armor always dirty? When do you find time to clean it? Did Rebel Scum scratch and damage it? Does your helmet communications keep acting up? Yes, it does. Stop by Aeron's Armor Sparkalorium before 1500 hours. We will wash, clean, and sanitize your armor for the next day pickup. Our patented galactically ancient secret cleaning techniques will have your armor sparkling just like a new Cerulean I-1300 freighter just off the assembly line. You will be the envy of all your friends and co-workers from the castles on Lothal to the politicians on Coruscant to the environmentalists on Endor. For your next day service, stop by Aeron's Armor Sparkalorium. We are located in Tatooine's Moss Eisley Spaceport, directly across from Hangar 35. We will also repair and sell and sell most parts at the best rates in the known galaxy. All services guaranteed and licensed by the Emperor himself to last a lifetime. Only okay. at Iran's Armor Sparkalorium. Yeah. We accept Imperial credits only. Helmets and boots are services are extra. Oh. Fine print there. Um I'm also going to say that I received another bobblehead, Tobias Beckett. Um, if you remember that from uh, from the solo, yeah, the solo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I received his. He's got the uh, the army uniform on when they called him uh, Captain Beckett or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the goggles on top of the the hat. It looks like the hat and the uniform are kind of camo- camouflage looking in a way. But anyway, we yeah, got I, that. I heard you say that you'd gotten several here last yeah. week. Or week we'll before. see what ha- what they do is like, you know, with so- Ahsoka just came out, right? So um, all the bobbleheads are on Amazon, but they're pre-order only. Yeah. So you, you can order them, but you don't get them right away. So what happens is I order them and then... Um, the Amazon or the Ahsoka ones specifically, they're coming out in October. So okay. I get a bunch of them <laughs> three or four months later. 
Yeah. That's what happened with the the uh, Obi One ones. They were they were actually a long wait. I think it was like six months before I got those. But yeah, I got the the two Inquisitors that were in there, and the uh, the big tall uh, yellow robot, and uh, uh, the uh, Luke Skywalker's a boy, and uh, another one with Obi One Kenobi for that thing. With anyway. Um, no toys. No toys. That's what Amy says. Toys. Uh, so <laughs> again, no. So enough. again, we're they're they're they're, they're uh, what are they? What are they? Well, that's that. But what do they call the like the the um the toys that are usually for boys? They don't call them dolls or toys. They call them uh, action figures. That's it. You got yeah, your. Yeah. Uh, you got your uh, action figures and stuff like that, so that's that's what I call. Them. I like collectible investment better. Yeah, well, that's what they really are because that's right now. There's a lot of money at least, that's, um, <laughs> at least at least in my side. Um, yeah. But there's there's one that I've been trying to get since I started collecting these, and um, when I started, the price was like fifteen dollars for this one bobblehead. Now it's up to six hundred dollars. Because it was a very, very special edition, and they never made any more. Okay. Uh, so it's it's the Commander Cody one. I, I think I've talked about it before, but the Commander Cody one is like very expensive. Yeah. All right. So again, we're reviewing Ahsoka Part Four, Fallen Jedi. <clears throat> Episode aired on September fifth, uh, twenty twenty three. It was thirty one minutes long. Um. Yeah. Is that right? No, that's not right. I didn't check the time on this one. No, that's thirty-one minutes from the last one. It was longer than that. It was it was like thirty-eight or something like that, or something like that, maybe longer. And it's the same timeline, which is uh, nine after the Battle of Yavin, uh, which means it's time to grab your favorite beverage, pull up a chair, and join us in the Rebel Alliance briefing room, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so to start off with, uh, we're on Ahsoka's uh, T-6 shuttle, and Sabine is trying to contact Home One um, and Hera over the comlink. Hold on, this is... My page is messed up. There. Uh, the comlink's still broken, because if you remember the uh, previous episode, they got shot at at the uh, big uh, star... Um, mm-hmm. What you call it thing, the ring, the hyper- hyperdrive. Yeah, there you go, the hyper ring. And uh, so, so this comlink's still not working properly, uh, or they're still being jammed. Because remember when they went into the sector, everything was jammed, right? Uh, so Hanoi says he will try and cannibalize some wiring from the secondary motivator to see if he can rewire the transmitter. He then goes outside to see Tano looking into the forest around them. She tells Tano that comms and primary power converters are still offline, preventing them from leaving or sending transmissions. Tano informs Sabine that the enemy base is nearby and warns that the enemy has the map and the means to go to where they want. Uh, Tano believes that they face a difficult choice. They can't make the journey to the to find Ezra, Ezra Bridger. She concludes that no one should. Um which means she wants to eliminate the competition. Uh, Rin doesn't want to give up 
but Tano says this is for the better than allowing Thrawn to return to the heir of the Empire and start a new war. Um, Tano advises Rin not to allow her emotions to hinder her progress, and Rin grudgingly nods. When Rin goes inside the T6 to prepare to find um, the enemy ground base through, you know, their their radar or whatever they've got. Uh, Hanoi exits and asks if everything's all right. Uh, Tano warns the art- architect droid to be careful outside of the ship because she has some bad feelings. In the forest, we see the HK assassin droids um, closing in and watching uh, everything that's going on. At the Sito reflex point, which is uh, where the, the map is plugged in at, uh, Shin and Maruk inform Balin Skull and the Night Sister Morgan Elizabeth that their forces have located the enemy ship about 12 clicks away. Elizabeth say, says her guards won't uh, delay them, and Skull says she will and that they should go get underway. Elizabeth senses Skull is nervous, uh, but he responds that he ha- he ha- he is experienced in uh, what's about to happen. Um, basically, he's urging her to get on the ship so she uh, doesn't cause slow anything down. Yeah, that was a uh, compromise. Yeah, doesn't compromise the mission. And he, if you haven't noticed over the last couple episodes, he's not looking forward to what he's gonna have to do. No. Um, you know, because he he knows he's going to have to kill some uh, Ahsoka, and he's he's not looking forward to it. Um, all right, so inside the T six, Ren puts on her armor and loads uh, her pistols. Uh, when Ren and Tano talk about her feelings of Bridger, uh, she tells that tells them that they must sometimes put aside the personal feelings and do what is right. When Ren asks if she already believes that. If she really believes that, Tano says that she must do uh, must do that when the stakes are high, uh, meaning she needs a clear head. Meanwhile, Hanoi fixes the lightning, the lighting, and the H-87 assassin droid attacks Hanoi. Hanoi defends himself uh, with some pretty badass boxing action there. Um, you would think that droids wouldn't be programmed to be able to box or whatever, but they were some pretty badass boxing there. Uh, uh, let's see. He defends himself, but he needs help. And he, you hear him start to call for help, uh, but the assassin droid put, kind of puts his hands over his his mouth uh, speaker or whatever. Uh, Hanoi breaks free and severs a wire to alert the others, causing the, the T6 interior to go dark again. Tano and Rin, and Rin notice the change and go outside. Uh, Tano and Rin battle the guards while Hanoi struggles with the assassin droid. Uh, Tano uses her force powers and lightsaber skills to kill intruders while Rin does the same with her combat and marksman skills. Uh, Hanoi manages to defeat the assassin droid, but tells the women that the attack will set them back because he had to break something that was he has to fix now. Yeah. Tano instructs him to prioritize repairs to the transmitter and to contact General Sandola urgently. Hanoi counsels Ren and, and Tano to stay together, saying that they did better. They do better that way. They they do better as as okay. a pair. They they uh, kind of go rogue when they're apart. I guess is what he's trying to say. 
Uh, and then we're, we go aboard home one. Uh, first officer Vic Hawkins catches up with general Sandula as she's walking with her son, Jason and chopper. Uh, Sandula tells Hawkins that she is willing to wait for orders and tells Hawkins to think of something. Uh, she's unwilling to wait for orders and tells Hawkins to think of something to tell her superiors. Uh, Hawkins reckon. Well, I can't, can't say that word. Hawkins reluctantly agrees to help. Uh, aboard the ghost, uh, Jason asks his mother why he has to listen while she can disobey orders. It's like saying, you know, why why do you get to break the break the rules and I don't? I have to follow them. And Sadula responds that a general can can sometimes disobey orders and tells him to buckle up. And so she says something about when you become a general, you can do the same or something like that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Chopper watches. The ghost is accompanied by five T6 or T65B X-Wing fighters uh, flown by Captain Carson, Lieutenant Basie, uh, Lieutenant Mawet, and Lieutenant Genesee. Oh, of course, and Lieutenant Lander. Uh, Teva tells her about the risks, but Sandilla says that she has always been a rebel. Once a rebel, always a rebel. Uh, Teva addresses her as Phoenix leader, and the squadron jumps into hyperspace at Sandilla's command. Jason pulls the hyperdrive lever himself. Wow, she's getting all kinds of uh, experience, huh? All right, so uh, back oh. on back on planet Sieto. Uh, at the reflex point, Elizabeth tells Skull that once the guidelines have been established, they will be able to calculate the hyperspace coordinates. And we see uh, the machine is is slowly ticking away as it's calculating the, the, the exact points in, in space. Um, Skull warns her if calculations are 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 lost, they will be lost in inter, in, the, in the intergalactic void. Meaning they don't, they won't know where they are. Elizabeth tells him to have faith, but Skull is skeptical. Elizabeth touches the map, which projects the holographic projection of the pathway to Perea, Perida, uh, which is where Thrawn is supposed to be. He mutters that this is witchcraft. It's just witchcraft. Just because I'm a Jedi doesn't mean I like witchcraft. <laughs> is not the way. <laughs> right. Aboard the Eye of Scion, a navigator droids begin calculating the coordinates to Perdia. Meanwhile, Ren and Tano encounter Hati and Maruk inside the forest. Ren shoots at Hati with her twin blasters, but the Acolyte is able to deflect her blasts with her lightsabers. Tano faces Maruk and draws one of her white lightsabers. Maruk activates his double-bladed spinning lightsaber and the two engage in this in a lightsaber duel after after they both wait for it to start spinning. Which, if it was me, I would have gone, uh, screw that, I'm going in now. <laughs> uh, da, da, da. Seeking revenge from the earlier duel, Rin chases Hati through the forest. Rin corners Hati among clusters of trees, but the dark cider uses the force powers to hurl Rin against a tree. Kind of knocking the wind out of her, and her helmet comes off. Uh, Hadi attempts to strike down Rin, but 
A Mandalorian dodges with her lightsaber, which instead strikes a tree trunk. The two flight or the two fight with their lightsabers, Rin drawing her, her green lightsaber um, to defend herself. Uh, while Elizabeth and Skull oversee the calculations of the hyperspace coordinates. The force users continue their uh, fights in the forest. Well, Rook spins his lightsaber before charging at Tano. However, Tano dodges him and slices him across the chest with her lightsaber. And it kind of leaves a red mark almost all the way across. I don't know if you saw, but it was like right along the rib cage, basically. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, the fallen Rook kneels down and a green mist is released through the cut in his armor. The death of Maruk interrupts Rin's duel with Hati, and Rin tells Tano to get the map while she deals with Hati. After Tano leaves, Hati warns that Rin that she will regret that decision before resuming the fight. Jum, jum, jum. Uh, elsewhere, Elizabeth completes her calculations and Skull tasks Skull with protecting the map until she needs him. Uh, Tano reaches the Sieto reflex point and sees the Eye of Scion hovering above. Uh, Tano, Tano enters the hinge where she encounters Skull, who tells her that Anakin Skywalker spoke highly of, of her. When Tano says that she doesn't know Skull, Skull explains that everyone in the Jedi Order knew Skywalker, um, but few saw what he became. Dun, dun, dun. Or what? More like... I don't have it on there. Dun, 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 whatever that... Uh, <laughs> we hear it at the end of the... We hear it here at the end of the episode, too. Uh, spoiler. Um, Oops. <laughs> I forgot to play at the beginning here, but... Uh, Anakin Skull explains everyone a new... Uh, she asks of Skywalker's Fall to the dark side of the force motivated her to leave the Jedi Order. Tano refuses her her past and throws aside her cloak. She basically tells him that uh, she left before he um, turned. Skull responds that he is here to secure the future for something greater. Tano asks him to consider the ethics of starting another war. Uh, Skull replies that he is not starting another war but says that Thrawn will. Skull talks about the necessary evil of destroying in order to create. As Tano reaches for her lightsaber, uh, Skull admits that it is an evil and ignites his own lightsaber. The two circle in position around the holographic display of the galaxy before they start uh, <laughs> And obviously, obviously, the goal is for Tano to stop the uh, stop the map from uploading, right? Yeah. The two Force users return for a second round, and Tano manages to strike Skull, but he fights back. Uh-oh. They briefly cross, cross blades before Skull maneuvers, maneuvers Tano against a rock. Aboard the bridge of the Eye of Scion, uh, the uh, robot navigator droid informs Elizabeth that Tano has engaged Skull at the hinge. Uh, when she asks how long it will take for the coordinates to be ready, the navigator reassures her that the calculations are almost complete. Back on the ground, Skull hurls a rock against Tano, 
that she slices in half with her lightsaber. Well, the navigation computer reaches a uh, third quarter. The, the two former Jedi continue to fight. And I don't know. It seemed kind of strange to me that the lightsaber just kind of sliced through that rock like butter. There was no, she didn't even like, you know, fall back or anything a little bit when she, because of the force of the, the, the rock, just like butter, you know, plasma cutter. I, I just don't believe that, but I, I would think something with that weight, even though you're slicing through it, it would throw you back a little bit. I, I, I just don't know. She's been working out. <laughs> she She's concentrating. She's in meditation so, mode. She took a really uh, big stance and just held that lightsaber out. Right. Elsewhere, Ren and Hottie continue their lightsaber duel. Hottie hits Ren and manages to kick her to the ground. Rin reaches out her hand in, in an attempt to use the force. I'm going to push you like you pushed me. Um, but Hottie points out that Rin has no force powers. Oh, no. She still hasn't been able to use them. She attempts to strike Rin down, but Rin knocks the blade out of her hand uh, with a dart from her. She, she tricks her with a little uh, Mandalorian uh, weaponry there. Uh... Dart as Skull corners Tano. He taunts her with her legacy. Uh, is the one is death and destruction, uh, just mm-hmm. like her master. This enrages Tano and she knocks Skull to the ground. She says, mm-hmm. You will not tease me, I'll get you. I'm not like Darth Vader. Come on. Uh, I'm more like Anakin than Darth Vader, something like that. Tano manages to grab the map orb and it interrupts the projection, but the orb burns her hand. It's it's freaking hot because it's got that uh, purple flame heated up, right? She should have just used it to push it away. Yeah, that or her lightsaber. That's yeah. what I would have done. <laughs> Elsewhere, herself. I guess that's true. She, she wants to figure out where they are herself. Uh, elsewhere, Hottie manages to temporarily blind uh, Tano with a smoke bomb and flees. Uh, the navigator droid informs Elizabeth that the hyperspace calculation is incomplete. Tano interrupts the hyperspace coordinates calculation, which angers Skull, who resumes his lightsaber attack. Shortly, Hadi arrives and Skull tells her to grab the map. Tano uses the force to hurl Hadi against a rock. And she says something about uh, um, Rin, too. She's like, oh, no. Where's Rin? Kind of thing. And then um, that's why she forces Hottie, I think, is she's mad that she thinks Hottie killed her. Uh, the enraged skull advances on Tano and drives her to the edge of the cliff, which overlooks the sea. Uh-oh. Don't get too close. Skull says he regrets that their meeting has ended in conflict, but blames uh, Tano for the choice. Uh, Rin arrives and tells Skull to stop. Tano tells her Mandalorian friend to destroy the map, but she insists, instead warns Skull to stay away from her master, and Skull instead strikes Tano with his lightsaber, causing her to fall off the cliff. Oh no! Horrifically, at the presumed loss of her friend, Rin attacks Skull with her blaster, 
but the former Jedi defeats her blasts and then holds rim holds the map against her blaster. Uh, Skull gives Rin the option to follow her master's orders or seize the opportunity to find Ezra Bridger, the only family that she has left. Rin claims he doesn't know what he's talking about, but Skull tells her that he knows that Bridger is holding her back. Sensing her thoughts, Skull tells her that she knows her family died on Mandalore because of her master Tano did not trust her. Skull tells Ren that the two share a common goal and appeals to her desire to be reunited with Bridger. Skull claims that he is serving a greater good and invites her to come with him to Perdia. He promises that no harm will come of her and that she will be reunited with Bridger. Skull says that the only way, that's the only way, and tells her to do it for Ezra. After con considering Skull's words, she hands him the map. Dun, dun, dun. He used his Jedi ways to get what he wanted from her. Except it wasn't uh, sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had a ball. That's true. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they probably cut the sex scene out. Right? <laughs> Adi begins force choking Tano, but Skull orders her to stop stating that he gave the Mandalorian his word. He claims that he will he will keep his word, unlike Tano, his former master. Skull plays, plays the map uh, back on the mechanism, allowing the navigator droid to complete the hyperspace calculations and establish a route to Perdia. Please, yeah. Elizabeth, Is it like orders... Open ...and started recalculating right from where it stopped. There was no yeah, reset thing. No starting over, nothing. It just kept continued on. I thought that was weird too. Uh, he completes it, and uh, Elizabeth orders the shuttle be sent down to retrieve Lord Balin so that they can uh, begin their jump. Meanwhile, Hanoi is, is contacted by General Sandula. Hanoi tells her that they are downed on Sidus and requests help. The ghost and its fighters escort escort them into the Deneba system. Hanoi tells her that Elizabeth's forces have built a massive hyperspace ring and warns them not to let it escape. When Sandellus asks about Tano and Rin, Hanoi says that they are on the surface trying to stop the enemy. After Carson confirms the Eye of Scion's location, Sandula proposes cutting across the axis and blocking its path. Elizabeth informs Skull that the calculations are complete and to return immediately. Per Elizabeth's instructions, Skull destroys the map with his lightsaber. Thought it was kind of weird that he put it in there and it just eventually it exploded, but it didn't. Yeah. Some sort yeah. of weird metal in that uh, map or something, huh? He pierced it straight down and. I don't know, but it, just didn't, in... it didn't destroy the the whatever it was that was you know gave it the power or whatever the pedestal thing or whatever. Yeah, that's a good word. Witchcraft, witch Yeah, witchcraft stuff. Witchcraft stuff. Uh, uh, he destroys it with the lightsaber, telling 
Renan Hati, they will be that he will be following them, or they will be following him. Hati marches Ren aboard the shuttle as the Eye of Sion rises into the upper atmosphere. The navigation droid tells Elizabeth they are tracking the trajectory of some fighters, and that uh, they have a clear guideline. Uh, as the New Republic ships converge on the Eye of Sion, Teva orders the X-Wings to lock their S-foils into attack position. Uh, Mawat notices that the enemy ship is not launching starfighters, while Basie realizes the enemy is escaping. Skull and Hati and Rin enter the bridge of the Eye of Sion, where they are greeted by Elizabeth. The navigator droid informs Elizabeth that the New Republic ships are in their path now. Uh, Rin realizes that Sindula has arrived, but Elizabeth orders her droids to ignore them and engage the, the ship's hyperdrive anyway. Nah, they're, they're, they won't be a bother. Nah, they can't hurt us. They'll just blow right past them. Nah. Sindula and Carson detect the hyperdrive surge, but it's too late. Mawat's X-Wings are knocked into Basie's X-Wing by the blasts unleashed from the hyperspace jump, killing them. The ghosts and the other fighters manage to survive the surge. Sindola and Jason watch in horror with the latter saying that he is he has got a bad feeling. Uh-oh. I don't know. What happens when Jason has bad feelings? We don't know. Chopper mumbles something in binary, probably something like, uh-oh. I hope it wasn't on the 13th. It could have been a bad word, too. I don't know. Could have been. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Hanoi attempts to contact Tano and Ren, but receives no reply. The camera gives an aerial shot of Seto's reflex point and the sea. Elsewhere, Tano awakens in the world between worlds and meets with Anakin, who greets her by saying, Hello, Schnipsch. Hello. Tano calls out to her master and says, and Skywalker says that he did not expect to see her back so soon. She turns around and finds herself staring at a force ghost of Skywalker. Credits roll. The end. That was a that was the shocking moment right there. Boom. Oh, wait a minute. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end, he talks, and then after he talks, the the Darth Vader theme plays, which is not necessarily a good thing, is it? Yeah, so... We shall see. We shall see. (laughs) But, I mean, they they play it off as the world between the worlds, which it could be, Um, but it could also be because... You know, you know, they always have these, uh, you know, flash flashes of heaven and stuff when people die. Maybe that's what she does is she flashes to the world between worlds as she's dying. That's kind of why. Or she's, she's still not. She had a cliffhanger. She, you know, she's saved there on the cliff. She's a, literally, a <laughs> literally a cliffhanger. A cliffhanger. Yeah, she just it's banged like, her head re- really hard. Bolt, you know, and she just hanging there, knocked her out. Couple of those, 
the head. Yeah, there's like a an eagle's nest or something. She fell right inside of it. There you go. Or one of those big giant birds that they fought on the Mandalorian. Could be, or the whale. Maybe she laid it on a whale. There you go, a whale. I don't know. I don't know if the whales can go in regular atmosphere. They breathe space, so I don't know. I don't know how that works. But yeah, um, I thought it, I thought this was interesting that I knew I knew that Anakin was going to be in the show in some fashion, but I didn't think it was going to be this way. I thought it was going to be more like a flashback where she was going to remember something that he told her and some lesson so she could you know find a way to move forward past whatever was going on. I didn't think it was. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, no, but uh, it is ominous, though, they did play the Darth Vader thing, though. Like, uh, maybe he's not what he appears to be in, in the, on the, on the thing there. Maybe he knew she was there and he's like sending her a signal to like. Mm, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. They're still good in Anakin that we, you know, didn't know about. Well, I mean, he did uh, go back to the light side. You know, Luke Skywalker turned him back to the light. So, yeah, because Luke says, you know, he knows there's good in there, Father. Exactly. So, maybe there was still a little goodness left. Well, and we know from the movies, the originals, that. When they remade them and added the extra stuff to it, they added the Anakin ghost instead of Darth Vader ghost. So, um, you know, maybe that's how he appears now as he's in death is, is Anakin because he converted back. So I just, I don't know. I think that any second he could flip them, we could see him as Darth Vader. Now you shall die. Oh, no. What was that? The when when if you didn't watch all the rebels and stuff like that, there was just a couple scenes. I think it was in Rebels where Ahsoka goes into this uh, world within worlds, and there's all these windows in and stuff in there that she can look into the past or the future, and she looks into the um, past and sees Darth Vader. Um at some battle and she jumps into that window because she knows that it's Anakin and she wants to, you know, kind of asking why the hell he did what he did kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you know, if you can't accept it, then you must die. So he, they go into a battle and stuff there. I don't, you probably haven't seen that part because it's, it's a small, I, small part. I've seen like the bits of it, but I haven't watched the actual episode. I haven't got that far yet. But uh, I think he's still, this is still early on. He's still got some good in him. I think uh, that's my guess. Could be, could be. I mean, supposedly what they, there's only a few people that can um, walk in this world beyond worlds. Um, and I would assume that because Anakin was one of the most par powerful Jedi that we know, that he probably has the ability to do that. Um, but. Uh, I mean, I, I think we saw Yoda in one of them too, when he was walking in there too, but nobody else was really 
able to do it. Even Palpatine, because she sees Palpatine in one of the windows, and he can't get he can't get in to the world, but she can see him and almost does go in, but um, you know doesn't want to cause any troubles because uh, she knows that he if he gets that power, then that's that's even worse, right? So yeah. she kind of hides from him and gets away and escapes the world between worlds at one point. Um, there, there's some interesting episodes about those world between worlds. Um, one, I think there's an entire one because um, Ezra discovers it first. And Ahsoka is heavily, heavily, um, I don't know, symb- symbolically heavily in there with Ezra. You know, because there's a symbol with Ahsoka that she's some sort of bird or whatever, yeah. and she's in there all over the place, um, in in the world between worlds when he's there. Anyway, what what in general did you think about this episode? Was it a uh, action packed, slow? Well, I think there was action. I mean, we we saw uh, Skull and and her get into you know lightsaber fight, and we saw. Uh, Sabine and the other gal, you know, so Adi. I think it was kind of a precursor for what's what's coming down the road. A transition episode, I guess I would call it, because it was short, but there was some action in it. But uh I think it was a little foreshadowing. I uh I question during the battle scene, they focused on that helmet when it fell off Sabine's head and landed on the ground. Like yeah. there was Specifically, was a zoom into the helmet, pause, focus, zoom out, move to the next thing, and so I questioned that one a little bit. Like, there's there's some symbolism to that for something. Yeah, I think I think there was probably something more there that they took out, um, and they want us to think about it more instead of revealing it right away. Because I, I think what we're gonna find out is Sabine does have the ability to do force stuff but her mandalorian side is holding her back yeah. and the, the removal of the helmet falling off kind of symbolizes that she the helmet falls off and she realizes you know she doesn't need it i think that's what's coming soon because i, well, I as much as that. they're yeah as much as they're focusing on it i think that eventually she's going to figure it out she just yeah. you know she she's too much in her mind like a Mandalorian thinking about weapons and fighting and stuff and not like a Jedi who, you know, they they clear their mind and meditate to to be one with the force and that's how they can handle their lightsaber so well and stuff is is they're in tune with the lightsaber, they're in tune with the surroundings around them, that kind of thing. And she's not. She's only um reacting. Yeah. Is what she's doing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's holding her back. Because um, we kind of see that with Luke Skywalker when he first uh, is introduced to stuff, you know, when Obi-Wan tells him to put on that helmet thing and he can't figure it yeah. out. And then eventually yeah, yeah. he does, right? Yeah. Um, eventually he does. It was the, and then uh, he does the same the, thing with Yoda, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing was the Inquisitor guy, you know, like getting cut open and then the yeah the smoke so yeah um in um the the 
Clone Wars animated, um, there's several, I'd say at least five or six episodes that include the Night Sisters. Uh, um, be- because we find out that's how um, Darth Maul was created, was through uh, some spell that the Night Sisters, because the Night Sisters are only women, but every once in a while they need a man, of course, right? Yeah, <laughs> Population. Well. Population. Um, so they create this guy that's got, um, you know, all these big muscles and whatever, all through spells. And of course, he's got horns, but that's that's natural for that species, I guess. Um, and he he wasn't red to start with. I think he was more of a uh, a grayish color. And and as the spells and stuff, he he turns different colors and whatever. Anyway, and he has a brother also that they do the same spells on, but they put more spells on this guy. Um, and eventually, um. Uh, Maul and, and this guy fight a little bit too, but um, that's around the time when Maul takes over Mandalore or whatever. I don't know if you have gotten into that very far at all yet, but um, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of kind of like the highlight episodes of it, but yeah. Yeah, Maul takes over Mandalore, and, and if you're, I don't know if you've seen the Well, he um, gets the Darksaber at that point, right? Yeah. 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 That's, that was his goal was to uh, he he wanted to use Mandalore, um, you know, for for crime purposes, um, because remember in Solo, uh, if you saw them, if you remember the movie at the very end, Maul's and is the crime lord. That's mm-hmm. around the same. That's around the same time that yeah. he's in charge of Mandalore, too. Um, and uh, he uses the Darksaber to, you know, influence everybody and stuff like that too Um, but yeah it's it's a symbol of his power too um and eventually uh uh what's her name that uh is on the mandalorian she takes the saber from him oh boca boca uh yeah but she doesn't fight him that's why they they say in the beginning of the Mandalorian that she didn't actually earn the yeah. saber. She, someone else fought him and he dropped it and she picked it up. So she didn't win it through a battle. She, she just stole it basically. Um, so yeah. So anyway, she uh, that's the uh, true uh, owner or whatever. That's, that's why they wouldn't follow her. Why all the other people wouldn't follow her and they split off. It's because she wasn't the true owner of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, any anything else you got uh, to say about it? No, I'll I get into the feedback after that. Next episodes are probably going to be a little bit longer because I think there's going to be a little bit more uh, events. I I don't know. You think Thrawn comes back this week or next week? I still don't know. This week, if it is this week, it's going to be like at the very end. Like a, they're gonna leave you hanging, but I think it's gonna be like episode six before he shows up. I think yeah, six, week, six maybe get, seven. Yeah, I think they get there, they look for him, maybe find him at the very end of the episode, but then episode six is when he like you know truly is introduced. I'm trying to remember. See, a lot of this stuff with Thrawn is is not canon, um, especially at this point in time. Um, you know, Filoni is basically pulling all this stuff into canon and 
Yeah. I'm trying to remember if Thrawn actually does come back or not. Okay. I think he does for a short period of time. Um, and we probably won't see it in the show. We'll probably see, you know, very short period of time before they destroy him or something like that. Um, but um, Thrawn is not around when the new order starts with Kylo Ren and all that stuff. He's not around then. He's he's gone, dead. I don't know what. Maybe he isolated himself to another galaxy. I I don't know what happened because I didn't finish all the books yet. <laughs> right. Well, I think uh, well we know he's coming because we've seen the previews. So we know yeah, that yeah. as a character, uh, you know, it's already been announced that he's going to be there. Uh, how long he's there, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that we'll necessarily see him for a really long time either. I think, yeah, like he may be there and gone by the end of the season. So yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, there's rumors that uh, Ahsoka is going to have at least two seasons. Um, so maybe you know. Season two is fighting Thrawn. Who knows? I, I mean, uh, what else could there be after they find him? It would be a great except for fighting him. It would be a great last episode that there's a huge battle and he gets killed and he's gone and over with. You know, like yeah, it would be. Uh, you can that that episode just being nonstop uh, uh, battles. You know, battle scenes, fighting or whatever. So, so what do we got? Eight episodes? Is that what they're projecting? Yeah, eight episodes is what they have, and um, but uh, so far they're so far they're not going to play the last two in the same day, um, like okay. they did with previous things. Yeah. So far they're going to be separated. So my guess is, is like you said, it's going to be probably a 40, 50 minute episode for seven and eight, uh, each. You know, yeah, uh, to to get it all in, maybe I don't know. It, seven could be short, and eight could be the long one. I don't know, but. Well, I think next week we uh, we follow them to wherever he's at, galaxy wise. Uh, yeah. You got in the Ezra Bridger part, so you know that that's going to get tied in somehow. You know, and and yeah, and Sabine's now with Skull, so we we know that there's going to be some kind of connection with Ezra Bridger there too. But we also have the Thrawn part, so. I think maybe we got two episodes with Bridger and two episodes with Thrawn, and then we have a huge ending with the big blowout fight. And could be. Yeah. I think I think Bridger and Thrawn are in the same place, so I think if if we see Bridger, we're probably going to see Thrawn at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, see, there's two scenarios that I can see from what we've seen so far of of the show. Um. Hano could actually be in the world between worlds and, you know, she has her moment with Anakin. And then, um, like I said, there's, she can see little mirrors into the past and the future. So maybe she finds a mirror where Ezra is at and jumps into that. And she ends up being in the same place that Ren and all of them are because they already jumped. Right. Yep. She could do that. Um, the other scenario is, is the whales. Um, so those whales apparently can, um, can do hyperspace through and they've they mentioned them in the Hanoi guy mentioned that they have traveled across galaxy or yeah across galaxies um through space um so she could uh you know finally wake up oh uh, wow that was i got hit hard and then realize oh um i've got to go get ezra now because everybody's gone and the whales are my only way to do that 
True. True. Um, and we could see her riding him back on the way on. <laughs> Not really. Um, well, I think the other- last time, last time they used the whales to do something like that, um, they were just close to them and they, uh, you know, yeah, absorbed their energy or something like that. But the, the other thing that you you kind of have to think is okay, we know Thrawn and Ezra are in the, the same area. Are they together on the same ship? Are they on the same world? Have they like allied? In order to survive themselves, I mean, you know, like, who knows? Yeah, yeah. So, um, if you believe what happened in the end of Rebels, which what happened was, um, Ezra went with Thrawn willingly to save the rest of the crew because he was going to kill everyone. Yeah. Um, or Ezra come with him. So. If Ezra came, everybody survived. If if not, he was going to kill them all. Um, so he sacrificed himself to go, and they used the pergolas to escape. Thrawn and Ezra used the pergolas to escape. Because Ezra knew how to uh, be in tune with them to, to do that. Um, and that's the last we see of Ezra. And it, it, there's like an episode or two after that, um, you know, where they're trying to chase down and find where he went and stuff like that. And um, that's where uh, supposedly Kanan gets killed and stuff like that. Um, his uh, Ezra's master gets killed. Um, but yeah, anyway, so um, if we're to believe uh, what happened there and they stayed together, like you said, um, I, I think they're going to be on the same ship um, or uh, Thrawn's got him in prison somewhere, you yeah. know, rotting away or or you know, he Thrawn doesn't have force powers, so maybe he's using Ezra as a, a force thing. Um, be. So in the uh, um, uh, I don't know the 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 history of Thrawn's people. Um, they apparently um were able to to do intergalactic flight way before most of the people that we know in our story. But they lived in the outer rim of the galaxy, so they had no contact with the other people. Yeah. And they were able to do this intergalactic travel because they had people that were what they called um, they, they called it force sensitive, but they used them to um, calculate and predict um, paths in space. Um, because they could use the force to see those kind of things, right? So yeah, these yeah. people, and they, they would catch them as they're young. So they were young kids. We're talking um, eight, nine, ten years old. And they would uh, basically be the navigation person on the ship. So they would calculate a uh, trajectory and then give it to this person. This person would, would think on it for a while and say, okay, well, no, there's a planet here. You need to avoid this kind of thing uh, through the force. Um, and that's how they traveled through hyperspace um, without hitting anything, you know. Well, maybe that's what uh, Thrawn was in uh, Ezra for. That's what I'm. That's what I'm wondering too, because um, that's what his experience is. He, uh, Thrawn, grew up in the military in his with his people, um, and came really close with one of those Force people in the books. Like I said, I haven't finished all of them. There's like uh, four or five books and. I have a hard time concentrating on books as I get older. <laughs> but 
we could keep talking forever. Let's go to some of this feedback. All right. So um, as I was telling you before, I didn't really mention it here on the live portion here, but I talked to a guy named uh, Steve and he has his own podcast uh, called Rebel Rock Radio. Um, They talk about Star Wars in general. Um, They do a little bit, you know, of a small review on episodes that come out like the Ahsoka stuff. Um, But they mainly mainly like he said that next week they're going to focus on solo the movie and and talk about that in addition to everything else that they're going to talk about. Hi, Steve. uh, Yeah. He he is actually um, he lost his co-host recently and he's looking for a co-host or he's actually wanting to come on another podcast. And, you know, I, I kind of have been talking to him to see if he wants to or not. And um, right now, schedules don't work out. He works on Saturdays, so that's that's not a good thing. And yeah, I know yeah. It's, I, it's difficult to find time to do this anyway, but um, he gave me um, some feedback on this episode. Um, he gave start off with the feedback is kind of more general feedback of the show, but he says, I thought it was a pretty, pretty great episode. Uh, I was really happy to finally see the ghost in live action, um, which is the ship that Hera drives. Uh, I felt like Maruk was a big tease to the viewers. Um, but maybe it didn't really play. It didn't pay off. Um, I was glad that they started to show the relationship between Hera and her son. He's up in the air about the Ahsoka and Anakin reunion that we saw at the very end. He doesn't know what he thinks about that or what's going to happen. Um, he kind of got emotional, though, because, you know, uh, if you've watched the uh, um, Clone Wars animation stuff, you know, Ahsoka and Anakin were really, really close. Um so it's kind of emotional for some people to see that reunion. Um, but he uh, uh, then became very skeptical once they played the Imperial uh, Darth Vader march at the end there. Dun, 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 dun. He yeah. also believes that there's going to be a lot of a lot more crazy stuff that happens in the next couple episodes. Um, uh, they're willing to put out They wanted to put that out in theaters. So um, he mentions theaters. So there was some places in the United States that actually um, broadcast uh, episode four in a theater. You could go see it. Um, really? It was a special engagement kind of thing. It wasn't, I don't think they did it in Kansas City, but you know, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe in six different locations, they were, you were able to go in and watch it. It was kind of a celebration of half season thing, you know. And That'd he mentions cool. that. Uh, he he wishes they'd be willing to, to do that in theaters more often. Um, and that's that's all he really had. Most of it is we were talking about uh, him coming on the podcast sometime, and you know I told him he could record something if he wanted to, and we could do it that way. But um, anyway, thanks to Steve for for the feedback kind of stuff and uh, giving his opinions, and maybe uh, we might see him on the show sometime. Depends Hello. on what we find. My own Steve, and I, I told him, you know, 
a lot of times there's there could be three of us, but usually it's only two, and we welcome as many who want to. And um, his podcast, they do a live stream, and he plays um, he plays the guitar, so he has um, live music that he does during the show. And if you watch his show, which I might put a link on our website to his show, um, he has a lot better graphics. Uh, abilities than I do. He, he has graphics that are in motion and all kinds of stuff on his on his video stuff. I don't have personally don't have time to do all that stuff. So I'm like an artsy kind of fella, and I ain't that. <laughs> well, I mean, he probably took the time to learn some of the you know the Photoshop stuff, and I've never really taken the time to learn any of that stuff. Mostly because it takes a lot of time to get into yeah. it and. Yeah. I'm just not I'm just not into that and I like the podcasting thing more as a radio thing um that was my original idea cuz you know back in the kid I used to pretend like I was a DJ on our radio station so anyway yeah uh <laughs> feedback at kylejohansen.us is our email address um you can send your feedback there the good part about the email address is um, you have the ability to attach a video. Um, I think uh, Gmail limits the size to 25 megabytes, which is a pretty good size for a video. Um, obviously, you can't do any 4K or anything like that special because that takes up a lot of space. But send us something there. We'll gladly play the video on our podcast. Um, we'll, we'll listen to it and uh, probably we'll, we'll try not to make fun of you, but we might. <laughs> um, we can get <laughs> we can also get feedback on the website uh, if you go to our website on the left hand side like we always say over there there's a link for feedback and it's a form you fill out and it actually goes to an email address as well but you can't attach any video to that one um, we're on twitter at super underscore duper underscore pod sorry about the weird name but it's been there for a long time and Twitter doesn't like you to change your name very often. Um, we're oh. also on Blue Sky, which at Blue Sky, I got uh, Rebel Alliance Briefing Room, all is one word um, for our name, which is cool, um, which is what we have in the description on Twitter. Um, but yeah. the actual address is super duper pod. Um, and of course, we post these up on YouTube um, so you can put comments uh, there as well which we don't have very many. Um, again, I was telling everybody that we have all kinds of people watching and I find it very strange that, um, you know, with the reputation that YouTube has that, that we don't have any comments. Uh, Come on, YouTubers, takes. You can exactly. use on YouTube. You exactly. can do <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I think the only difference um, the way it's set up on our thing is they have to be logged in to make a comment so that probably they show their real account which um you know you know as well as i do with with uh google and stuff you don't have to put in your real name to show so i don't understand why that's a problem but um it does it does make you log in to comment which um prevents spam a lot and it also you know makes people accountable I That's think so. 
but you can do it. Only yes. you. Only you. We uh, we want all of your feedback. We even want you to tell us how bad we're doing. Uh, we don't care. If, if we need to improve it to get more people to listen to us and give us more feedback, that's the way we'll, we'll do. Um, I'm not going to tell you that we're going to bow to everybody's whim, but we're going to, because we're still going to do most of it our way. We're just going to, you know, if we need to accommodate a few things. Maybe we say uh, we we make fun of ourselves too much and you don't like it. I don't know. We, we can change that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, sorry, I can't, get, I can't look any worse. I'm as good as it's going to get. <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is it. <laughs> uh, I can shave every once in a while. Rick doesn't like to shave, but I, I shave every once in a while. So it's overrated. Let it grow. Well, yeah, he doesn't need dome armor. So Got dome armor it. was last week. Let it grow. He doesn't. He doesn't need it. So that's crazy, man. My hair Let used it. to be that long too, though. I can't stand it to grow anymore. I it gets so long, it just gets out of control. I can't stand it anymore. Well, so I just I shave it off. I understand why uh, women use ponytails now. Yeah. Rubs well, no. Fingers. We uh, we were, I told you we we're at the the fair thing or wherever the craft show here yeah, like the. And of course, you've seen the hats now that have the where you put the ponytail at the top. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. had a vendor there that had like hundreds of different styles, you know, stocking caps, everything that instead of the ball on the end, it had a hole, so you put your ponytail up there. So maybe you should get one of those. Um, uh, I'm getting one of those. That get, might be a new investment. <laughs> get yourself a bear cat hat that's got a hole in the top, so you can put your ponytail up there. A collectible investment. It just might be an investment. Yeah, you you may never wear it. <laughs> that would be one of those things that you know. Don't tell her, but your wife might buy it, and then you put it in a corner somewhere and never look at it again. <laughs> yeah. It's not that long, but it's getting there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's wrapped up to feedback. <laughs> we want as much as possible, like I said, so send it in. Uh, any last comments? Looking forward to the next episode? Uh, definitely looking forward to it. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting episode. I. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. I think it's either going to be a boring episode and not a lot going on, or it's going to be pretty action-packed. And so I think those are my two picks. I'm leaning towards boring, but... Yeah, I think it might be. I think they might take up a lot of it with this uh, Anakin thing that we saw at the end there. Um, I think it's more of the uh, Sabine and Skull conversation kind of thing i think they're going to kind a little of bit too, yeah. try to get a relationship of some kind there but yeah i think there'll probably be some anakin there too and and maybe he'll find some way to um get her to find her force abilities could be could be and then and then we have to bring her back from the dark side <laughs> yeah well i Which think technically he, skull's not but he's got some good in him too that you know yeah, I, I think um, that's why those guys don't have the dark red sabers is yeah. because they're not fully dark. Yeah, they don't they don't really mention it. I think actually um, that Professor Hanoi, the robot, says something about um, Jedi that are in between. 
dark and light, but he doesn't call them gray or anything like that. And I think that's what we're supposed to assume these guys are. Um, and that's what a lot of people assumed before the show started. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, in general, what do you think? Is this Ahsoka a measure up to some of the other shows? Mando's better? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm kind of sold on Mando. I, I, I'm just kind of, I mean, if I had to pick out of it's him, really I would, good. I would rank Mando number one. Uh, Boba it's Pat, really good. I kind of had high hopes for Boba, but you know, now it's kind of like, I don't it know. Pantered out. It petered out. Kind of boom. They, they, a lot of people think they ruined Boba Fett because they brought Mando into it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I like Bad Batch too, though. So I, I, I don't know that I can say right now that Ahsoka's above Bad Batch, but it has a potential. I mean, if I was going to yeah. go Mando, Bad Batch, right now Ahsoka, because I think Ahsoka's better than Boba. But, you know, Ahsoka could go one way or the other. So did you did you watch any of Andor? Yeah, and I don't know. Andor was just a little slow for me. But I think yeah. it's playing season two, right? Of Andor. Yeah, but it's gonna be a lot faster, I think. Yeah, I think it'll be better than what the first season was because I think there's it's just gonna be a lot more action. I think Andor season one set up a lot of stuff. Season two is just gonna be kind of boom, 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 going through things. So well, you have to remember uh, when they originally talked about it, um, Andor was going to have four seasons. Yeah. And they dropped it to two. And they say they st- they're still going to cover the same timelines in the two seasons. So yeah. season two has got to go fairly fast. Um, so we got what, the- coming out two still, or did that one get axed for sure? So which one? Wasn't it the Acolyte? Wasn't that coming out? Yeah, that's 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 slated for twenty four. Um, but um like the, the uh, there's another one, Skeleton Crew, and a couple other ones are they're all being affected by the actor's strike. Yeah, yeah. Um because they haven't actually started production yet, so you know, that depends on when they act they get off the strike. So there's that, yes, and there's supposed to be um uh, we're supposed to have part three of Visions, Star Wars Visions, and Tales of the Jedi too. I think part three of Visions is in twenty four, but Tales of the Jedi is supposed to be this year at the end of the year, and that's the that's the animated one that had the little shorts or whatever, the little short. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, no, I think. And it's then a- they. It's there. They- the top but for me anyway I, I i don't i don't think for me it's as good as it could be it honestly um because uh rebels was so good uh, to begin with um and part of what i like the most about rebels is we got a lot of the mythology you know you found out about the the old ways of the Jedi and, you know, uh, they went to these temples and learned this thing or that thing. Um, and, uh, supposedly Ahsoka has studied all that junk herself. Um, because she was partially with him during some of the times and partially not, um, you know, she, she guided Ezra a little bit in his path on as a Jedi, but, um, you know, Kanan, 
was was the main uh, master for for Ezra. Uh, it was always Ahsoka and uh, Sabine in the end, you know, because yeah. uh, Sabine's like, you know, I want to do that stuff. Um, I'm a warrior, you know, let me teach me how to do it. And, um, you know, that's how that kind of happened. But yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. uh, I, I just don't, I think, I think they have a lot to make up with in the next ep- couple episodes. I think is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, it, it's, well, it's definitely not as good as Mando. Like you were saying, I don't think it is. Um, rebels was what? Six seasons, seven seasons. As five seasons, I believe. So uh, maybe I mean, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's a that's a lot. That's a lot. I know. And um, most of the seasons were twenty-two episodes. There's, I think, the fifth season was only like uh, twelve or something, because it came. Rebels basically stopped and was non-existent for two years, and then they came back for the fifth season and ended it. Um, same thing with Clone Wars, the Clone Wars, and I, it they came back during the pandemic, which is weird. Why would they stop before the pandemic and then come back? But anyway, um, you would think the pandemic was the cause, and it really wasn't the cause. So, yeah. um, that's a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the pandemic podcast by Kyle and Rick. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of that, you know how the at those uh, fairs and stuff, especially the local one, they yeah. have the they have the different parties and stuff there. You yeah. know, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. Yeah. Well, there's this vendor that's a local vendor, and they do clothing and stuff and hats and whatever. And you know, I I know that you're leaning towards some of that other stuff that I don't lean towards, but. There was he. They had these hats there that were Trump hats, which fine. Everybody, whatever they want, right? But there were some of them were crazy. There was like one hat that said, "I'm an ultra magma," you know, not not just the regular magma, which is already enough. Yeah. He's an ultra magma. Ultra. Or, uh, and then there was another hat which uh, I really didn't like. It was uh something about um supported the the insurrection of the white house you know where they went in on january 6th or whatever and i'm like come on why are you, how can you get away with selling stuff like that you know uh anyway as pt barnum would say there's a sucker born every minute so you know yeah, so much yeah and so yeah my, they, he had some pretty cool other stuff you know just regular t-shirts and you know yeah. uh he had some chiefs chief stuff and amy's looking at it all is it and i'm like hey uh Look at these hats first before you buy something. <laughs> she's like, oh, oh, maybe I don't want to buy anything from this guy. <laughs> but then she's like, no, 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 they're good. I'm buying them. <laughs> yeah, she almost did. She almost did her truthfully. Truthfully. Yeah. I barely I barely got out of that place. I'm telling you, man. You didn't buy a Bud Light hat, did you? <laughs> no. No, I didn't. But the, strangely enough, they did have Bud Light hats there. <laughs> they did. They at, that, to- at that booth. Yeah. yeah we went to a different podcast we better stop yeah all right i'll i'll uh run the outro then thank you for listening to the rebel alliance briefing room podcast please visit our website where you can read current and past episodes that's https colon backslash backslash 
R-A-B-R down there. U.S. That's R-A-B-R. Oh, down there. K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn Ooh, how to load the Rebel Alliance Christian Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Preacher Room website at R-A-B-R-K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot Over there. U-S. Oh, no. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms, LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no and way Rick. express the and opinions Rick. or opinions of their past or present. No, Rick doesn't have any opinions. Don't Views and opinions are not supported or restricted nope. by Lucasfilms, LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited. Okay. I am Kyle John Hanson, and this is Andrew Scott No, no. Say goodbye now. No, no, Andrew, just Rick. And Rick is a pleasant surprise. We enjoy him on the show all the time. Surprise guest. So. Yeah, surprise guest. All right. Well, we hope uh, Scott's feeling better. He'll be back next time, let's hope. And uh, we'll see you guys with episode five. Bye-bye. Let me push this.